the Sonic Cinema Production Podcast. Welcome back to the Sonic Cinema Production Podcast. I'm Jack Ward. We're back to looking at some of the older OTR recreations from the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. This time it's one of my all-time favorite westerns, Gunsmoke. OTR recreations I use as a time to play. When I grabbed all the stalwarts from previous shows locally, I was thrilled to introduce Simon Squire and Jessica Lynn Kempton to this classic tale of Matt Dillon, played by Guy Earl. So from our 2016 summer recording, it's Sins of the Father from Gunsmoke. Let's begin, shall we? The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Gunsmoke, brought to you by L&M Filters. This is it, L&M is best, stands out from all the rest. Around Dodge City and in the territory in the West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with the U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. The transcribed story of the violence that moved West with young America, and the story of the man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last one they want to meet. It's a chancy job. Makes a man watchful. And a little lonely. Morning, Doc. Jester? Hello, Matt. We've been waiting for you, Mr. Dillon. Oh, is there something wrong? Yes, sir. It's Mr. Doby. He's at the desk in the front, and he's real upset about something. He wants to see you. All right, both of you wait here. I'll be right back. All right, Matt. Marshal Dillon, I sure been wanting to see you. Oh, what's the trouble, Mr. Doby? You got a riot in here? There'll be a riot if you don't get them people out of here, Marshal. What people? The Daggets, that's who. Well, uh, who are the Daggets? The big Dan Daggett, he calls himself, and he is big, too. I've never heard of him. He's only been in Dodge since yesterday. He's one of them mountain men from on west. He's a hunter or something. One of them real hairy fellas. Shouldn't be allowed around other white men. Oh, why not? What's he doing? He's sitting in my hotel. I let him in before he told me. Before he told you what? It's better you see yourself, Marshal. His room's right at the top of the stairs. Okay, Doby, let's go. It's true, ain't it, Marshal? That I don't have to let nobody stay in my hotel I don't want? I guess so. If you got a good reason. I got plenty reason. Three men have moved out already. Sounds to me like he's got a box of rattlesnakes in there with him. It's worse than that. This is room here. Uh, this is a double room, isn't it? He needs it. He needs a whole dog on prairie. And that's where he's going. Now you tell him, Marshal. Hello? I got the U.S. Marshal with me this time, Daggett. Oh? I'm Marshal Dillon, Daggett. Doby wanted me to come over here and meet you. Come on in. Well, you were right about his being big, Doby. 
A man can't help being big. All right, it's no offense. It's okay. But there's been times I wished I was smaller. Not that I can't move as fast as any man. I'm easier to see, and that's the only bad part. Now, tell me, Daggett. What's the trouble between you and Doby here? It ain't my trouble, Marshal. All right, Doby. I guess you better explain. There's nothing wrong here that I can see. It ain't him. It's his wife. What? He don't like my wife because she's an Indian, Marshal. That's a lie. What do I care if she's an Indian? I don't understand. Where is she, Daggett? In the other room. Well, bring her in here. Doby, you know what I could do to you with the fingers on this one hand. Don't forget, I got the marshal with me. I'll use the other hand on him if he starts ordering me around, too. Now, wait a minute. This kind of talk isn't doing any good. You're probably pretty good with that gun, Marshal. But I've killed mountain lions with this here knife. I ain't afraid of anything alive, and not many ghosts. Ghosts? You even talk like a savage. All right, that's enough, Toby. Daggett, I didn't come here for a fight. I came to see what all the trouble was about. Now, if it's something to do with your wife, tell me. It has to do with Doby, not my wife. That's a lie! Dan? There she is! Look, Marshal! If it is me they're talking about, Dan, why didn't you call me? It has nothing to do with you. They was trying to order me around. At least, he was. Dobby there. I told you to get her in here so the Marshal could see her. Well, now he's seen her. What's all the fuss about? You're playing dumb, ain't you, Dag? Now, wait a minute. I don't think he is. Tell me something. Where'd you and Miss Daggett meet? Near Denver. Near Denver? I'm a mountain man, Marshal. I've never been to a prairie before. But why were you in Denver, Miss Daggett? I was sent there four years ago to complete my education. My father was a chief, Marshal. A chief? What chief? His name was Yellow Horse. Yellow Horse? That's worse! That's the worst yet! I don't understand either of you men. What are you talking about? Well, now Doby could tell your wife was Kiowa by the way she was dressed. Well, she's gotta come from some tribe, don't she? Yeah, but being the daughter of Yellow Horse makes it even worse. Two years ago, the Kiowa killed some 18 settlers on raids through the country near here. Yellow Horse led him until he was killed. You never told me that. Is that true? I only heard my father was dead. They told me nothing else. Well, what difference does it make anyway? You wasn't on them raids. The feeling's still high against the Kiowas around here, Daggett. But you're right. She had nothing to do with them. The Kiowa's a Kiowa, and we won't stand for him and dodge. Don't be a fool, Doby. How can you blame her for something somebody else did? I blame the whole tribe, and especially her father. And I won't stand for her being here. She's probably as murdering as he was. Doby! All right, hold it. Daggett. I'd like to apologize to Mrs. Daggett for bothering her. Apologize? Now, let's get out of here, Doby, now. No! You come here to throw him out, and you're going to do it. Doby, I guess I'm a little like Dan Daggett here. I don't like taking orders very well either. All right, Marshal. If the law won't help me... The law won't help you. Don't try anything else. Now, come on. We're getting out of here. Oh, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, what is it, Chester? Oh, would you mind stopping in at Jonas's store here? Won't take but a minute or two. Oh, you're going to be spending your betting money on clothes again? Oh, no, sir. I mean, I... Well... You see, Mr. Dillon, I need a little string tie for Sundays, kind of. Oh? They don't cost more than a quarter. All right, in that case, I'll come with you. Well, there's Miss Kitty. Hi, Miss Kitty. Hello, Chester. Ties are hanging back over there, Mr. Dillon. I won't be long. All right, Chester. Well, now, you're as bad as Chester, Kitty. Always buying clothes. As Chester? Matt, if Chester's always buying clothes, how come ever since I've known him, he's worn the same pair of striped pants? <laughs> well, he's careful with them, I guess. He never gets them torn. He'd have to go to bed if he ever did. Where's Mrs. Jonas? She's out back, showing Dan Daggett and his wife something. Are they here? Sure. She introduced me to them. 
Big Dan Daggett, just like you said last night, Matt. He's earned that name. He's a buffalo, that man. Yeah, he sure is. His wife's name is Rose. He said he couldn't pronounce it in Indian, so he made it English. She's a beautiful little thing. Yeah, she's prettier than most women are around here. Thanks. Oh, no, Kitty, I didn't... No, you're right. She really is. I guess Dan Daggett can't be all brute, or a girl like that never would have married him. Yeah, it's too bad Dobie over at Dodge House can't see it your way, Kitty. Dobie's just not thinking very straight. Where's Jonas? He's out back road. Uh, he- hello, Marshal. I didn't recognize you. Ah, uh, here she comes. Who's that, Matt? His name's Roden. He works over at one of the stables. Oh, that explains why he's too poor to come into the long branch. Jonas! Hey, Jonas! I'll be right with you, Roden. I'm in a hurry! Won't be a minute. Well, I ain't waiting while you sell her beads. Say, wait a minute, what's she doing in here anyway? Now you stay here, Kitty. She's got as much right to be here as you have, Roden. A Kiowa woman? You've gone crazy. No. Then throw her out of here, or I will. That woman's my wife, mister. Your wife? You'll have to throw me out, too. Oh, no, 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 no. Look here, I, I didn't mean nothing. If you don't mean nothing, then don't talk. Well, sure, sure, sure. Well, what do I care? It's your business. I, I don't care. And even if you do care, you shouldn't say nothing about it out loud. I ain't saying nothing. I gotta go now. Well, now, it looks like you handled that pretty well, Dave. I can't fight every man in the world. No, I guess you can. And I don't aim to, long as they don't push me too far. Yeah, is, uh, is Dobie leaving you alone? Oh, he's doing a lot of talking around. He's trying to stir up trouble. But before it comes, we'll probably be gone. Back to Colorado and the mountains. Oh. But, Marshal, you come and see us sometime the next day or so. Rose would kind of like that. Well, thank you, Daggett. It'd be a pleasure. Where's Doc this morning, Mr. Dillon? I've been up at his office twice and he ain't there. Yeah, he was called up to Duke's place last night. Somebody sick? Doc doesn't get many social calls there, Chester. Well, I was calling on him social-like. He'll appreciate that. Well, I think I'll go up to the Dodge House and uh, make a call on Jim Doby. More trouble, Mr. Dillon? There will be if somebody doesn't stop him. He's been talking to everyone who'll listen about Rose Daggett being Yellow Horse's daughter and how they ought to run her out of town. Like he's looking for help, ain't it? Yeah. He ought to know better than that, a man like Doby. Well, that's what I'm going to go up there and try to explain to him, Chester. Hello, Daggett. Marshal. I'm kind of worried. Why? What's the matter? It's Rose. I can't find her nowhere. You can't find her? I feel like a fool coming here and telling you. Maybe you and Chester will help me look for her. I've been everywhere. Of course we'll help you. Now, where'd you see her last? In our room. Let me tell you. I woke up real early, and I couldn't get back to sleep. I didn't want to bother Rose, so I got dressed and went out on the street and walked around. I were gone more than an hour, Marshal. I, I should never have left her. Did you ask him at the hotel? Did anybody see her leave? There weren't nobody at the hotel. Not when I went out and not when I come back. Nobody's seen her. Well, where would she have gone that hour in the morning? She wouldn't have gone nowhere, Chester. Not Rose. That's what I can't understand. Well, all right. Let's start looking for her. Come on. I guess we'll start with the hotel. I sure do, thank you, Marshal. And you too, Chester. We'll find her. Don't you worry. Hey, 
That's Doc's buggy coming there. Yeah, it sure is. Look, he's got somebody with him. That's Rose. That's Rose on that buggy. Rose, Rose, what are you doing there? Hello, Dan. Well, get down. You'll have to carry me, Dan. Where have you been? What happened to your feet? Chester. What, Doc? Do me a favor and take this buggy, will you? Sure I will. And you, Daggett, take Rose to the marshal's office. She shouldn't be on the street out here. We'll go. She told me about her husband, Matt, but she didn't tell me he was that big. Come on, let's follow. Yeah, yeah tell me, Doc, what was Rosie doing with you? I found her out on the prairie, about ten miles east of here. What was she doing out there? I'll let her tell you that. Just you stay and sit right there, Rose. I'm all right, Dan. Doc, this is my husband, Dan. I kind of gathered that, Rose. Good to know you, Dan. Good thing you come along, Doc. You feel up to telling the whole story, Rose? Yes. I expect the marshal here will be interested, too. Yes, all right. And then I want you to come up to my office with me. Yes, Doctor. Has she been hurt? Go ahead, Rose. Tell them. Well... Early this morning, I woke up when someone tied a bandana over my face. I never should have left you alone! That is foolish talk, Dan. It was not your fault. Go on, Rose. Well, it was two men. They never said a word the whole time. They never spoke once. But they carried me out the back way. Then they tied me onto a horse and led it way out into the prairie. They finally stopped and took me off and untied me. Then they took my shoes away and they rode off. I finally got the blindfold off, and I walked and walked until I saw the doctor's buggy coming. I could not have walked much further. Oh, Rose. Wait a minute, Dan. Rose, you never saw those men? You never heard their voices? No, but I heard them walk. Everybody has a different walk. Well, do you recognize either of them from hearing them walk? No, it was not Dobie or that man in the store. We'll find them, Rose. We'll sit on the street and we'll listen until we find them. When we do... I'll cut him. I'll cut him awful before I kill him. No, Daggett. You let Rose find him if she can. Then I'll take him. They're mine, Marshal. They're just as much mine as Rose is mine. I wouldn't let nobody else in the world touch him but me. Now, that'd be murder. Is that what you call it? Rose, Doc wants you in his office. You go along now, and then we'll start listening. It's as good a way to hunt as any. For the next few days, the Daggetts took up their post on the boardwalk halfway down Front Street. Rose would sit there for hours with her head down, her eyes half-closed, listening to the footsteps of hundreds of men as they passed. And Daggett would stand at her side, his bowie knife in his belt, waiting with animal patience for a sign from his wife. But it didn't come. I began to hope for his sake the kidnappers had left the country and nothing would happen. And then on the morning of the third day, Chester and I were loafing around on the porch of the general store. Well, where's the Daggett's this morning, Mr. Dillon? They ain't over there where they usually are. Yeah, I guess they haven't started yet, Chester. I swear every man in Dodge must have walked past there by now. Yeah, all but two, maybe. Morning, Marshal. Chester. Hello, Mr. Doby. Doby. I'm looking for the Daggett's, Marshal. You seen him? No, I haven't, Doby, but Dan Daggett isn't taking things as easy as he was. If I was you, I'd stop looking right now. Doc told me what happened, Marshal. Doc did, huh? Well... He knew nobody else would, so he took it upon himself. For what? For my own good, the way he put it. Well, did it do you any good? It made me mad. Mad at myself, mostly. I've been a fool. Mr. Dillon, here's Rose now. In the in the street there. And she's got a shotgun. 
What's she doing? It looks like she's following those two men. Come on. Sure is. She stopped them. She's got them turned around. Say, she's gonna shoot them. They ain't making a move. How do you know it was us? Huh? And what if it was? I guess you ain't learned nothing. Maybe we'll have to do it again. Don't shoot, Rose. I'll take them. All right. Give me the shotgun, Rose. It is empty, Marshal. Why'd you do it? I'd arrested them. Dan would have found a way to kill them, even if you had arrested them. They're dead, Mr. Dillon. Both of them. Who are they, Chester? Never saw them before in my life. Couple of strangers, I guess. I'll go get somebody to give me a hand. Rose! Rose! Was that them? <sighs> Why didn't you tell me? What'd you run away for? Why'd you kill him? They're the ones, Dan. How'd you know? Where'd you spot them? They walked past our table while we were eating breakfast. You said you was going up to our room. I did go. Long enough to get the shotgun. Why didn't you tell me? Why'd you have to kill him? I could not see you hang for what happened to me, Dan. I'd gladly hung for it. Anything's better than you going to jail. I will not mind, Dan. It'll kill you. I won't let it happen. It ain't right. Don't try to take her, Marshal. Don't you try. Now I know how you feel, Daggett. But I've got to arrest her. Rose's got to stand trial. What'll they do to her? I don't think there's a judge or jury in Kansas who would convict Rose after what she did under the circumstances. Marshal Dillon? Yeah, what is it, Doby? I gotta say something, Marshal. All right, say it. Them two men she killed, I just looked at them and I don't know who they were, but I've seen them before. So? I seen them the other day when I was talking the way I was. They heard me. They was listening. Go ahead. Well, I just had to tell you that. I, I don't feel very proud. You know, you're the one that ought to be going to jail, Doby. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Marshal. It's mostly my fault what happened to her and this killing and all. Well, now you learned something now, didn't well, you? Well, there's nothing I can do about it. It's too late. I feel like hiding. Mr. Doby. Yes, ma'am? Would you walk back to the hotel with my husband and I? Thank you, ma'am. I'll be proud to. Gunsmoke was originally produced by Norman MacDonald. Tonight's performance was directed and produced by Jack J. Ward and stars Guy Earle as Matt Dillon, Keith Morrison as Doc and Roden, Allie House as Kitty, Megan Townsend as Rose, Mark Penny as Dobie, and introducing Jessica Lynn Kempton as Jonas and Simon Squire as Dan and the Man. Gunsmoke is a production of CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Gunsmoke, Sins of the Fathers, was sound engineered and edited by Richard Summers, also known as Captain Radio. Tonight's performance was purely for the love of the series and the medium. No copyright infringement is intended or suggested. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.